0: Big red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
1: <laughs> Hour number two of the show, live from the auction community studios. Kind of a busy day. The NFL regular season ending. The Cardinals finished 3-4, and 4-13. Four, four and 13, And uh, they make the move away from Cliff Kingsbury this morning. And they make the move away from Steve Kime. We've been talking a lot about the coaching situation, Wolf. And we certainly will throughout the show. And we're going to take calls actually next segment as well. But I think we need to focus on the, uh, the, the GM role here now too. Because now you're in this position of like, what do you need to hire first? Uh, or do you bring in somebody who has somebody for the other position? We'll get into that in a second. This is Adam Schefter this morning on SportsCenter.
2: Well, Jay, I think the owner there, Michael Bidwell, wants to make some major changes here. When you look at all that this organization went through this year, they relieved two of their assistant coaches of their duties for off-the-field issues. We had their general manager take a leave of absence to tend to a health-related issue. Mm -hmm. You had problems on the field with DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for six games, Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz tearing their ACLs, this team finishing the season 4-13, second-worst in the NFC. None of this went the way that they planned. None of it went the way Michael Bidwell planned when he paid Cliff Kingsbury the contract last offseason 10 months ago. But Cliff Kingsbury is going to walk away here with roughly 30 plus million dollars. And so I'm sure he's going to find no problems finding another job, finding work elsewhere. And the Cardinals will look to make a new start, as I think this whole organization is going to undergo a makeover now with them firing Cliff Kingsbury this morning.
1: This is one thing I will say, because it's going to get lost in the shuffle, and I know it kept getting brought up nonstop for the last eight weeks, right? And and people looking at Michael Bidwell and be like, are you going to do something about it? Whether you feel like the coach or the GM should have been fired today or not, the fact that Bidwell felt like that should be the case and didn't care about eating the money on it, because he's eating a lot of money, right? And he just signed these guys to five-year extensions. I will give him credit 100% for looking and saying, okay, this isn't working, It's going to hit me hard in the pocketbook, but I'm I'm making this decision.
0: Yeah, no, you're right about that. Uh, Michael Bidwell did not take the easy way. He did not take the easy way right now. You're eating an awful lot of money when you're talking about firing Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. And that just is what you heard right there. Now, where do you go from this point? That is the question. This is step one. Where do you go from this point forward?
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's, and we're going to have a lot of time to talk about that for sure. But that's, that's the thing you got to remember because all season long, when people are like, you got to fire Cliff, you got to fire Kime, it's not typically, and then you got to hire this or you got to bring in this type of guy, other than, yeah, I want Sean Payton. You might not be able to get Sean Payton. It does feel like the fact that the GM and the coach are both gone opens the door for Sean Payton I'm not saying that means the Cardinals are going to get him I still like I keep saying that the Cowboys just keep an eye on the Cowboys if they go out there and win on Monday then fine they won however many games this year 12 games they're not switching coaches if they go out there and flame out in the first round again he's got ties to Dallas that was always supposed to be. I'm just if you want to get Sean Payton you better do what Denver's doing right now and start making moves quickly to try and get him before this weekend Uh, this is Steve Weish from NFL Now today
3: so this is going to be a, just a, another turning of the process. They've got a lot of talent they've got to replenish on this roster because Steve Kime has not drafted well. Um, they've got some aging players they have got to figure out what they want to do. So this is a major reclamation project so whoever comes in, whether it's Vance Joseph or not, hopefully they'll get as much patience as Cliff Kingsbury got to at least get to this point because let's not forget, one thing Kingsbury did do, he did get them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. right? They did improve every year except for this year, um, but this is just when the wheels fell off i mean a lot of people tell you about the league It seemed like it was lipstick on a pig because kyla murray was so special and now we just saw everything just come unmasked in a very ugly way in arizona
0: yeah you know and maybe that lipstick had an awful lot to do with the culture of cliff kingsbury and what the culture was like for the arizona cardinals once again i mean you're looking at a team that got better every year for three years under Cliff. And yeah, there were collapses in the second half. We all understand that. But once again, now you go back and you look at it, and if if Cliff Kingsbury was somebody else, if if suddenly it was Kyle Shanahan who did that, right, who comes from a family, an NFL family, and Kyle Shanahan, of course, is one of the best coaches in the National Football League. But if he had the same course, the same arc in his Mm -hmm. first three years, he would have been proclaimed, of course regardless of the collapses in the second half because he made a team better every year and went to the playoffs. Having said all of that, um, there were a lot of things... That Cliff Kingsbury, I did not like in terms of the culture. There were a lot of things that I thought that the team should adopt going forward. And this is going to be the big question as well. When you're talking about who might actually be the next general manager, he's got to be on the same page as your head coach that you're going to bring in here as well. You've got to be on the same page. That's critical, And if you don't agree on what the culture is going to be for this organization going forward, general manager and head coach, you got nothing.
1: Well, you're 100% right there. And Kyle Vandenbosch was right when he joined this last segment of this is a rebuild now. Now, you've got your quarterback, which a lot of teams, when they go into full-blown rebuild, don't necessarily have. But you don't have your quarterback at the start of next season anyway. So... (laughs) <laughs> maybe it's a blessing in disguise that you have so many free agents that you can go out and you can interview your GM and your coach and you can you can you're starting there and and they got to decide you want to start with the GM first or the coach first and maybe just the situation of who's available and, and when will dictate that. I thought it was as far as the coaching, I thought it was kind of ridiculous at the end of last season when there was talk of firing Cliff because it's like you just made the playoffs a week ago. You don't fire your coach in that situation because of what you just said and what we just heard Steve Weiss just say of you were improving each year. You and I were on the air when they gave the five-year extensions. I thought that was ridiculous, too. I think you and I were on the same page of, you should, give, you should have given Cliff last year to this past season now to prove himself. I don't think this was all his fault to the point where I don't think any coach could have gotten this team to the playoffs this year with the possible exception of like Mike Tomlin. You know what I mean? Like look around the league. Like he's the only one that doesn't ever lose even when things are going bad. Look at the Rams. Things went horribly. Sean McVay couldn't get that team going. But that doesn't mean that you don't make a change if you if you think it's going to be more of the same going forward. And right now they have I mean they have a total clean break. I can't remember the last time the Cardinals were so wide open right now. Who do you have for next year? You have Buda Baker and a couple young players. That's all you
0: have for sure for next year. No, you're right about that, man. They can remake this team in the image that the head coach and the general manager... Wishes. All right, so now it's your turn.
1: You got new coach, new GM. Where do you start if you're the Cardinals owner? Give us a call at 602 260 9870. Again, 602 260 9870. It's our listeners only meeting on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented
1: by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hi, welcome back to the show. 602-260-9870. It's time for a listeners-only meeting, which we were going to do today regardless. Wolf, even if we were just talking about the way the season ended and what might be next for the Cardinals. And, you know, should they keep Cliff Kingsbury and or Steve Kime? But the Cardinals already answered those last two questions. Uh, Cliff is out. Steve Kaim has uh, stepped down as well. So they are without a coach or a GM. So now's your chance to call in and tell us where you would uh, be looking first. What's your first move if you are the owner of this team right now? Because I don't remember a time where things were this wide open with the Arizona Cardinals. Like sometimes yeah. you'll switch GMs, I guess. It's been a while. Sometimes you'll switch coaches, but to have this blank slate, it's, um, it could be good, but it's also a lot of responsibility all of a sudden. Let's start with Tom in Phoenix. Tom, what's going on? <laughs>
3: Hey guys, uh, big fan of the show. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Cliff. Actually, such a nice guy. I actually met him when uh, at the owners' meeting at the Biltmore when he first got hired, and he took a selfie with me. Just relaxed guy. Uh, but it's time for a change. Was never really a big fan of time. I mean, time just has made too many bad decisions when it comes to. Uh, uh, you know the, his picks, and you know, I mean, he he hits obviously on on certain things like DeAndre Hopkins. And by the way, I think we need to re-sign and renegotiate Hopkins, do do an extension, and keep Hopkins. But. If I was Bidwell, I've already texted Sean Payton and just texted a simple, hey, the job is yours, as if, you know, if you want it. And I can see Payton replying, well, what about the GM? And then hopefully, um uh, Michael has uh, replied back. Well, you can have both, and then they can keep time around. He's really good at crunching numbers and and doing the 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 contract, you know, paperwork and and you know the the numbers. And obviously, Peyton's too busy to do everything that a general manager does. So you can solve that problem. Um, if not, what about B? Hey, what do you say? Bring him out of retirement. He's the football girl. I'm the quarterback girl. Am I
1: right? Tom, Tom, I appreciate the call, man. I don't don't think they're getting BA, but uh, that would be interesting.
0: Oh, you said BA. I I totally missed that, Tom. Um, Yeah, they're not getting BA.
1: There's got to be some sort of clause, right? If you were the ball boy for our team and we have the opening, we can invoke this like, you have to come coach here, Sean. I'm sorry, that's the way it
0: works. if, If we want you, hey, we gave you that job as a ball boy, now it's payback time. He'd be like, can we go back to Eastern Illinois University and have training camp where it's 95 degrees? and 88% humidity, oh my goodness. I can't give you the humidity, but I can give you 110 degrees here. That is brutal. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing it was. Let's
1: go out, speaking of Illinois, let's go back out to the phones and talk to Ken in Chicago. Ken, you are on the Wolf and Luke Show.
3: Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, how you doing?
1: What's up, Kenny? I'm
3: doing good. Um, I actually flew out to Chicago this morning for Phoenix, and when I got off the plane, I just found out the news. So I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> Uh, I think we need
4: to go with the GM first. Um, I, I like uh, A.J. Wilson. He's one of my favorite people. I think he will do a good job to give him a, a start.
3: And as for Coach, I like Jim Harbaugh. What do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, man. You Ken, know what, thanks for the call. <laughs> I love Jim Harbaugh, first of all. I want to get I, that out of the way. I love
1: Jim Harbaugh. I want it to be Harbaugh just for when we're doing our <laughs> afternoon interviews next year every Monday with the Cardinals head coach. Just so, you and, just so I can sit there and watch you and Harbaugh interact.
0: Yeah, I, I just, once again, I, I think Harbaugh is just so in your face. He's so um, abrasive. Something that I like. Something that I do. Something I responded to well, basically. I really did. I just don't know um, if it would work here especially at the NFL level as well. I mean, when he was there working with the 49ers, of course, and Trent Belke, Um, this is where, where he was making his way as an NFL head coach. Now, of course, he was the head coach at Stanford before that, and, and he did a good job with the kids there. But, you know, it took him, what, five, four years before suddenly it started to fray in San There's Francisco. Trip to the Super
1: Bowl mixed in there, too, it, and exa- it's still frayed. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly right, and that is the problem with jim he 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 grinds on people and i don't mean that in a negative way if you get the right people around him that grinding will just sharpen him make him better but if you don't have hardcore people around him, maybe that grinding um, wears out as welcome. I would just Harbaugh and Kyler together would be endless <laughs> entertainment for me. Maybe we
1: can pull like a switcheroo. Take John Harbaugh from Baltimore and, and slide them Jim Harbaugh. Maybe they won't notice. Um, uh, yeah, I just
0: uh, can't see Harbaugh sticking his chin in <laughs> Kyler's face. No, well, that
1: would be if Kyler comes to the sideline yelling at his coach, and that coach is Jim Harbaugh. They're going to have to pause the game for. A few Minutes. All right, let's uh, back out to the phones. Let's talk to Lester in Mesa. Lester, what's going on? Hello, hello. How you doing?
3: I'm the same old story. I'm going to talk about why they are where they are. They trot out a bad offensive line three years in a row. They tell you that it's a good offensive line, but if you listen to the gurus, they've been under 500 all three years as far as how good they are and yet they trot out a bad offensive line, and they expect miracles. It's the same old story. The quarterback's running for his life, getting hurt, and same old story all three years. Bad
0: offensive line. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank, Appreciate thanks, the phone call right there. Let me just say right now, the rebuild has got to start on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. The rebuild has got to. The injuries, when you lose four of your five starters on the offensive line, you're going to have that. I totally disagree with what you're saying, my brother, in regard to the guys when they had starters like Rodney Hudson out, and they had Justin Pugh out there, and DJ Humphreys out there. When they had their five starters out there, you go watch the. Tape. They weren't getting knocked around. They weren't getting abused. It all started to collapse this year when Rodney Hudson was taken out of the equation. If you ask me, yeah, I mean, and look, then Justin Pugh complicated it tremendously. I don't want to look too much at the start of last season because that was so long
1: ago now in football terms. But I think it's fair to look at it and say, okay, what were things that were working at the start of last season that we can try and build back up? And one of them was they had good offensive line play. It wasn't the best in the NFL, no, but that was wasn't was the, the stat? worst. When Rodney Hudson was playing last year. They were winning every game. Now He, he was never Rodney Hudson this year. Uh, back out to the phones. Marcus in Phoenix here on Wolf and Luke.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, first thought is uh, is relief. And not relief that we fired uh, Cliff and that kind stepped away, but relief that we have an owner that was willing to understand and make some changes and show the fan base that maybe he's not as disconnected as it has seemed. Uh, Second point I'd like to say is that I think for the fan base and, and as an organization perspective, it's a big thing going forward that we're not where Jacksonville was. We don't have the pieces that they have that they needed to plug in a new coach, and, and things are going to run swimmingly. Um, a rebuild is just that. We have to have the perspective that a lot of pieces are going to move, and a lot of things have to happen, and I think the first thing that needs to happen as you guys have touched on is, uh, is our culture, right? And, and Wolf, you can speak to this, but if you have a culture that demands accountability from the top down, then, then you don't have to coach those guys in accountability. You're going to have players and staff and fans that that hold each other to a level of accountability that, that is unmatched. Um, and retention, right? Uh, we have retention, we build continuity. Once continuity comes then people run and, and it operates as a seamless organization. So I appreciate your guys' time. I'll take your comments on here.
0: Thanks, oh, Marcus. Man. That's a good call, Marcus. It really yeah. is. I mean, culture, man, you got to have it. I'm a huge believer in culture and not only culture, but a physical, aggressive, disciplined mentality. That is your culture. That The way you think of the game of football, the way you think of the game and the way you feel for the game of football, it's got to be in your blood, man. It's got to be culture that that speaks to your soul, your blood. It does to go out and play it the way that it is. You talk about the game the way that you play the game. I love it, man. The Spartans, the Spartans—they uh, believe toughness started with terminology. It was it was what you called things. It was the terminology. They believe that's where it started, and that was so fundamental, so base to being a Spartan, that's exactly the same kind of culture that I want to see with the Arizona Cardinals going forward. What you call things, how you speak of the game, the terminology that you use start
1: there. Well and to Marcus's point and I don't think this is why Michael Bidwell did this but I think he scored a lot of points with the fan base not because he fired Cliff or Steve kind stepped down but what Marcus just said of he showed he is showing today that sort of commitment that I think a lot of fans didn't know was there of, of how much does he want to win or how much is this just you know a thing that he runs it's an NFL team and it's cool to own an NFL team this is and we'll get more into this I mean if, if I'm Michael Bidwell this goes back to the conversation we were almost having earlier Earlier, um, if I'm if I'm throwing this much money around, and I'm going to be paying my coach, and, and I don't know how it works out with the GM with with the logistics there right now of everything that's going on, and I'm going to be paying a new coach and a new GM, I, there's what two players, three players on this team that are untouchable. Like anything goes at this point. Yeah. If I'm going to throw this money around, I want to be winning like now. And and uh, the other thing Marcus said, yeah, they don't have the pieces in place that Jacksonville had. They don't really. They have a clean slate. <laughs> like anything goes, it it doesn't have to take years and years to turn things around uh, in the National Football League. You can text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Sorry, we can get to all the calls. You can you can text there. You can tweet at us. Whatever. Um, I, I'm interested in, in hearing and in reading on on how Cardinals fans feel about this news today. I'm also interested in hearing how Dave Pash feels. He will join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Let's
5: go. Let's go. Let's
3: go. Drive. Let's go. Drive. Let's
0: go. Red Monday and Wolf and Luke
1: on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Monday morning. And in case you are just jumping in the car or whatever... No more Cliff Kingsbury coaching the Cardinals. Steve Keim stepping down as GM as well. So a complete overhaul looks like it's uh, in the works here for the Arizona Cardinals. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Dave Pash, the voice of the Arizona Cardinals. So Dave, first of all, thank you for joining us today, and uh, and secondly, I guess where's where's your, just your first reaction to this news this morning.
6: Couple things. First of all, on a personal level, um, you know, this is a tough day for a lot of people, a lot of families. I think that needs to be recognized. Uh, you have two men that, uh, have been good friends yep. Uh, for, you know, for, for me with Steve, you know, 20 years. And, you know, I've known Cliff going back to when he was at Texas A&M and uh, became pretty good friends with Cliff uh, when he got the head coaching job here. And, you know, these are quality people that, uh, you know, lost their jobs today. And, you know, again, families are affected. We don't know what's going to happen with, you know, assistant coaches and personnel people and support staff. So, you know, there, there's a lot more uh, than just, you know, two guys getting fired. Those guys here, or Steve Stepping away, I should say, and, and Cliff getting fired. Uh, you know, there's those are the headlines, but there, there's a lot more people that are impacted. From a you know professional business standpoint, uh, one thing I haven't heard, and I think this, this needs to be said, I think if you're a Cardinal fan, um, you're encouraged in the sense that this is a strong statement from Michael Bidwell that he's not going to tolerate... Losing, uh, regardless of what it costs him financially, uh, because you think about the extensions just given to the general manager, the head coach that you're moving on from. I think he's telling Cardinal fans, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to spend what I need to to make this right for you. And I think if, if again, if I'm a Cardinal fan, that that's a loud statement to me.
0: No, it's a great point, David. It really is. Um, what about the next step right now, as you see it? Not not the who, so to speak, but the what. What do you think is the next step, Dave? I think first, Wolf. You and I talked about this a ton. It's
6: what are you? What is your identity? What, what do you want to be going forward? What type of team? What type of organization do you want to be? I have to imagine there are internal candidates for both positions, and obviously external candidates for both positions. Um, you know, is there more than that? Is there you know a new position that's created um, that you know serves in a different role? Uh, that assists in decisions being made. Um, I I just think there are a lot of things on the table uh, for Michael and his staff in terms of shaping the organization going forward. And I, I think this is probably something that has been discussed for a while and conversations have been happening. So it's not like this process just started today. It's a process that's been going on. And... You know, I think we need to let it play out because there are going to be a lot of names that are floated out there. You don't know who else is going to be let go. You know, are there other head coaches that are going to get let go that, you know, you're going to want to look at, uh, whether at the pro level or the college level.
1: Talking to Dave Pass, he's joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Dave, I, I want to go back to what you said there, though, at the end of that that first answer of of Michael Bidwell, whether it was intentional or not, just sent a pretty strong message that he's not going to tolerate a, a season, another season like this. So, I mean, I'm just looking at this roster. There's already a lot of free agents, anyway. I mean, there are some guys you're not going to move on from, but I, I have to think, if I'm Michael Bidwell and I just made that statement and I'm like making it with my own pocketbook, I'm looking around thinking, like, okay, there's very few guys untouchable. Like, this is sort of a clean slate right now.
6: I would agree. I think there are a lot of players that there's probably decisions that have been made by certain players that they're not going to be back, and probably decisions that have already been made by Michael and others that are going to be involved. Um, in terms of who's going to be back and who's not, uh, I have to think that a lot of those decisions have already been made. And, you know, the the wild card here is the health of Kyler Murray. Um, and I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about can Kyler get back to playing and looking like the guy that we saw the first half of last season? You know, I think there needs to be some responsibility put on the quarterback for this season. Uh, you know, players... Uh, you, you win with great players you lose when when players don't play to their ability or when you make poor choices on draft picks or, or don't coach them up and i think you know there has to be shared blame here by everybody. It's not just on Steve. It's not just on Cliff. It's 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 on the players too. And ultimately, you know, you look at the the guy that's you know getting paid the most money and you know didn't perform to that level uh, when he was healthy. And, and I think there's some concern for me and, and others too. On you know, can Kyler? Where is he going to be when he comes back from that injury? First of all, when's he coming back? And then what's he going to look like when he gets back? He has all the talent. In the world. He's clearly taken some major steps in growing as a player and as a person over the last few years. And I think we're all curious to see when he does come back what that looks like. And then, you know, if you're the Cardinals, how do you. What do you? What's your plan
0: for that position until he does come back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for me, David, right now, that is that is a question you've got to ask, right? What is the best way to replace Cliff Kingsbury right now and Steve Kime? What is the best way to do it? Do you do you elevate from within? Do you go outside externally, of course, and bring somebody in? Is it a combination of the two? What? What what do you think is the most likely way of proceeding?
6: I, I wouldn't be surprised by either.
0: I think from an external standpoint, you know,
6: you have to do due diligence. You have to talk to other general managers about candidates. You have to talk to other owners about uh, and other, you know, team presidents that you have relationships with if you're talking about external when it comes to hiring a GM. And I think you have two quality can- candidates internally, mm-hmm. Quinn Harris and Adrian Wilson, who... Uh, are guys that have been in the organization that have been groomed to be a general manager, both interviewed with the New York Giants last year. So these are are not just two guys that you know are on the Cardinals list. These are two guys that have been on other teams' lists. Um, so and I think it's beyond the, the Giants that have had interest in both guys. So you've got two quality internal candidates, and then again, you know, when you look externally, you're going to look at you know guys that were former gms you're going to look at uh, guys that are assistant general managers and try to vet that and and come up with a, a plan and then i have to assume that you know the head coach you know if you're going to go external on the head coach first of all is it you know is it somebody that is going to you know have a role a, a dual role where right. he's got final say over the 53 um and then second, you know, are you going to hire your GM first and then a the coach or, or, you know, is the coach, you know, going to be somebody that you, you hire first before the general I mean, These These all questions box. that, you
1: know, we're not going to know answers to in the near term. Dave Pash, great stuff as always, man. All season long, too. Thank you for the Thank time. Thank you, David.
6: Yep. You got it, guys. Take care. of oh,
1: That's uh, Dave Pash, voice of the Arizona Cardinals. Probably thought, OK, season ended. I get a day off. I Actually, probably knew that <laughs> today was not going to be a day off, but I uh, appreciate him calling in right there on the Arizona sports line. The countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun. Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to six twenty six twenty to register and listen for your name starting February 6th, and you can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you'll win tickets to the following events, FanDuel Fan Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl experience. So, again... Text SUPER to 620-620. It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. When we come back, what does today's news mean for Kyler Murray? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. Let's be the best. Let's be the
5: best. Let's go, baby. Let's go.
0: Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
1: All right. If you are just joining us, the Cardinals moving on from Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim stepping down as GM, which means the Cardinals are now in the market for a head coach and a general manager. The stat that Adam Schefter threw out there that I admittedly did not know until today was that the Cardinals have never had a head coach last longer than six years on the job and they've existed for over a hundred years. Like you and I were just kind of messing around, looking at stuff on Friday and, and we just stumbled upon, it wasn't even a stat that was out there just kind of doing the math. The cliff was the 10th longest tenured head coach in the NFL going into this weekend. And the, the guys that had been with their team longer, like Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, like the guys, you know, the big names. Uh, so that in itself, is a reminder of how quickly there is turnover in the NFL. But that stat from Sheffier, they've never had a a coach for more than
0: six years is crazy to me. Yeah, that is. I did not know that. That is incredible for the organization as long as it has been in existence. The fact they haven't had a head coach over six years, that's incredible. There's
1: a few ways to go with this conversation. I I have to think, and we got to talk to some Cardinals fans when we did our listeners-only meeting, I, I have to think for the most part, most Cardinals fans like if you were a season ticket holder you're like oh I'm not coming back anymore unless that well they've made the changes I mean they haven't made them yet they've they've made the first half of the changes but I assume if you're a Cardinals fan sort of like Dave Pass just said you're looking at this now and being like okay whether I agree with his his decision to give Cliff and, and Steve Kime extensions a year ago Michael Bidwell just went out and said I'll just I'll just I'll, I'll buy it. my way out of this. Yeah, like I'll just I'll throw my money at it to try and fix this. You
0: want your owner that committed to winning? I mean, that's you no. Know, <laughs> there's no denying that, right there. Um, yeah, that is an awful lot of money to eat, right there. It's one of the reasons why I and I said this weeks ago. One of the reasons why I was dead wrong is well, Onions. I didn't think there was any way in the world they were gonna fire Cliff Kingsbury. I did not. A couple weeks ago. I mean, going into no, this weekend, no, you no. felt... Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. going into it. I'm talking about weeks ago yeah. when we were talking about this. Yeah, I do not think there was any way that was going to happen because of the convictions, of course, that you have when you re-sign a guy like Steve Kime and a guy like Cliff Kingsbury. And you say, I'm going to give them five-year extensions. You had to thought long and hard about that and that was one of the big reasons why i thought there was no way they were going to fire cliff specifically
5: this is lewis riddick this morning on sports center well considering the fact that they made this commitment to kyler mariana and quite honestly i don't know where they go without him they better really start really structuring everything so as to try and extract maximum value out of him because that's where it starts look at any of the any of the teams that right now that are at the top of the nfl that dynamic between head coach and quarterback is rock solid just think about it think about how it is in buffalo with josh allen Think about how it is in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about how it is with Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. All these guys, they are in lockstep with their head coach and general manager, as a matter of fact. And everything from there flows very fluidly and very consistently. It's nothing like that in Arizona. Nothing at all. Look, Cliff Kingsbury is one of those guys who, when you look him in the face and you kind of listen to him then talk about his quarterback and just talk about how he exerts his influence on this football team, it doesn't really make you feel confident in the direction of this franchise. So I think that's what they're going to have to find who's that coach who's that general manager if steve kyle isn't there that can really extract maximum value out of Kyler murray and if you don't think you can get it out of Kyler murray then you are really in a world of hurt Well,
1: i tell you wolf how many times have we played this game on the show of like if you could be a, a fly on the wall in the room yeah. or or you know the the off of that is if you could ask anybody any one question yeah and they had to answer honestly right i think my question would just be to michael bidwell what do you think of Kyler Murray? You know what I mean? Like, what do you truly think? Did you think this guy can win you a Super Bowl? Were you hesitant to pay him last offseason, but you kind of felt like you had to because that's sort of, you you didn't have much of a choice. But I just, because I'll keep going back to this. He just showed he's willing to pay, I'm assuming, we don't know all the legalities of it, but let's let's just assume for the purposes of this conversation, he's willing to pay Cliff and Kime and the new coach and the new GM. If I'm doing all that, I like anybody on this roster that isn't exactly what I want. You're out. We're yeah. already starting over. Yeah, but you can't move on from Kyler. You cannot.
0: So see, hopefully, that you likes it. That. that's why it always it all comes back to Kyler Murray. It really does, Luke. It all comes back to Kyler Murray right now. Every every question that is out there regarding the Arizona Cardinals it comes down to this: Who is the person that is going to help you make Kyler everything he needs to be? Who is that person out there that is going to allow Kyler Murray to take that next step in his maturation, in in his development as a franchise quarterback in the NFL? Who is that person? That That's really the bottom line in all of this. Whether you're you're talking about a general manager, hiring a general manager, hiring a head coach, hiring anybody (laughs) in the organization. How do you feel about Kyler Murray and can you help him actually take the next step to becoming a franchise quarterback and all the goodness that he has to fulfill that $230 million contract?
1: I I know that this doesn't ultimately matter and there's really not anybody that could answer this question except maybe Michael Bidwell but I can't help but think it how different does today and this offseason look if Kyler Murray doesn't have his extension yet you know what I mean like let's say let's say Kyler's healthy yeah. and he doesn't have his extension yet right man because right now it feels like the, Card- the Arizona Cardinals are Michael Bidwell and Kyler Murray and a couple players that's what it feels like the Cardinals are right now. And if you weren't committed, if you didn't have to stick with Kyler Murray, if Kyler Murray was where he was a year ago coming off a decent season and he was healthy but he hadn't been paid yet, I wonder if they'd be like, you know what? We'll trade him. We'll draft a guy. We got the third pick in the draft. Or if they would be like, no, what? Forget that. Obviously, he's our guy. Because if, if, if it's the second one, then you're still in a good place. If there's thought behind the scenes of like, man, I'm not sure this is the guy, it doesn't really matter because you're still Stuck with him for lack of a better term, and, and maybe, maybe, it, maybe it shouldn't be that way. Maybe he's gonna end up being good again, but just. Just thinking out loud right now, like I wonder how different it would be if Kyler didn't have his extension yet right now.
0: Yeah, you know, boy, it's really interesting too. You mentioned number three; they've got they we haven't even talked about. Oh, that. that's the thing—they moved got up the number three pick <laughs> in the draft, right? we haven't even talked about that right there. And man, that's an interesting spot to be <laughs> in the top three, of course. Number three, right there, especially when you got Bryce Young possibly going number one, and then maybe even C, C. J. Stroud. Going number I two. I think Will Anderson's going to be there at three. I really, I do. <laughs> That's going to be very interesting.
1: I, I, I think Will Anderson's going to be there at three if the Bears get somebody to make like a godfather offer to move up to number one. You know, and because the Bears aren't going to draft a quarterback, but if some teams like we got to move ahead of Houston, we'll take Bryce Young, and Bryce Young goes first, and Houston takes C.J. Stroud second, or or vice versa, or whatever. Then see, but
0: I think eh. that's what's great about that is the fact that the Bears are going number one right now. There's a real possibility those quarterbacks are going to get pushed down. Yeah. and the Arizona Cardinals are sitting there at three, there should be an awful lot of well, that's the other thing. at three. Yeah, if the Bears take Just, Will Anderson, then... Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of time to talk about
1: Well, it. yeah, if they don't have a lot of time to hire a GM, though, <laughs> when you put it that way. Like, how long is the drafts? Like, three and a half months away? Um, it, look, you said something earlier, and you, you've, you've said this in the weeks leading up to this moment, how, how much does a new coach, how much would that set Kyler Murray back, even if it's the best coach in the world, even if you're bringing in... Bill Belichick, yeah. or you're bringing in right. Sean McVay. Or, but we haven't talked about that yet either. He might be leaving the Rams. You're bringing in Tomlin or whoever you If it's an offense that Kyler Murray isn't used to running and he can't get out there and run it because his knee's all messed up, how much does that set this team back? I really think it speaks to the, the question of it shouldn't take you long if you rebuild right in, the, in today's NFL, but next year is going to be really strange because next year feels like a... Of an outlier already, and it hasn't even started because you don't have your quarterback, but you do have your quarterback.
0: Yeah, you know it's so interesting because once again, um, this is, this would be one of the big reasons why I would say promoting from within is a real option right here, especially for the first couple of years. You know, and I, I think something to stabilize the organization and what has happened only because of Kyler Murray and his ACL, Kyler Murray, and when he will come back right now. It's one of the reasons why I think Vance Joseph is a viable option right here, provided he can reach Kyla Murray. If you think Vance Joseph is a guy that can reach Kyla Murray, and um, that's a real possibility, ladies and gentlemen. Vance is a great coach. The guy is respected in the locker room. We were talking to Kyle Vandenbosch earlier. He said that as well. Um, he knows it. He knows that he's, he's respected in that locker room and he's super smart but it comes back to kyler murray all of it comes back to kyler murray and whether or not you think vance can be the guy to reach kyler murray you know we were talking about separation for cliff kingsbury mm-hmm. a lot of separation for cliff and um vance joseph in- interestingly enough to me provides that separation even though he's the head coach he's a defensive minded guy that gives him a completely different perspective in terms of actually speaking to kyla murray maybe that will give him the separation in the distance that vance needs to be the head coach Well, how much would that change the
1: dynamic of this team after an offseason where they put all their resources into the offense and now you would have a defensive minded head coach Running this team, yeah. Eventually, we'll, we'll get more into that certainly today, and, and and as this week goes on too, because I think Vance is a really intriguing option. But if you do that, I don't want to do it as like, hey, we're going to see how this goes for a year, like an interim type basis. Like if you whoever, whatever coach you pick, whether it's tomorrow or two weeks from now, I want the plan to be that he's going to be here for longer than six years. Yes, and be the first Cardinals coach to ever do that. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day. There are quite a few of them with Wolf and Down your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona. Sports, the local sports leader.